Hi, I'm Georgia, and welcome to Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you decided to join me in my conversation today. Together, we're going to laugh, maybe cry, and use this time to grow stronger in our faith while hanging out with some really awesome humans. My prayer is that these conversations spark a deepening of your faith, and your soul truly feels refreshed. I think the most interesting thing for me, as I kind of stand back and I look at it all and I just sort of try to take it all in because that's one of the hard parts is right. sort of wrapping our heads around like where God took this. Right. Um, because that's very clear to us that, that this is a God thing. This is nothing that Zach did and this is nothing that the Soviets did. Yeah. This was God's hand. What I love about our story is that he chose us. And by that, I mean, we're just normal, regular people. There's nothing special about us. There's nothing, there's no special talent that we had, that Zach had. It's just, you know, he used us. He, he gave us his grace to take this really difficult thing. Yeah. And, and he, he used it for, for his glory. And I really, like, it's so, so cool when you get to see that happen in your life. Yeah. With clarity, you know, knowing your own limitations and that you didn't make this happen. Right. You know, it's just such a, it's a ride. It's a real ride. And then you just can learn to trust. That's the other thing that's really. It's hard. It is hard. And and that's one thing, a, a big lesson that I learned as a mother of a dying child, because mm. I think for most parents, when they think about their worst case scenario thing happening in their life, it would be to, to lose a child. Right. Um, and that's the, that was the same case for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, as, as I was raising my kids, thinking those thoughts of like, when I had all little ones at home and looking at them and thinking, ah, I just don't think I could live through that, mm-hmm. like right. losing one. And then, but, you know, having a faith life, having faith that there, there's a loving God who cares about me, who knows my name, who created me, but not trusting him, mm-hmm. you know? So there's like this kind of disconnect sometimes for us where, yeah, we have faith, but do we really trust? Right. And what does that look like? And you learn to trust when you go through these hard things mm-hmm. and you see how God can use them and that you can survive. Yes. But only by his grace, you know, so you learn, right. you learn that trust. Um, so wow. that's, you know, that those are the big things that I learned and I'm just rambling. So you just you just you know, jump in whenever you want. I just, I just love it. It's so beautiful to see your faith in that. It is, it is God. Like all the glory be to God. It's, it's been all of Him all along, and just it's so evident the Holy Spirit is in your family's life, and it's mm-hmm. evident that you raised your son in the way that he's supposed to go, and he didn't part from it. Like you, you did a fabulous job raising him. No, not perfectly. You're not Jesus, but like you did it with grace and with truth and love. And I would love to hear like from the beginning, like when did he start playing the guitar? And like, are you a musical family? Like just all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the funny thing. No, we're not a musical family (laughs) (laughs) at all. Um, 
Zach started playing guitar when he was 11. He had a classmate, a friend who had started playing guitar and he was like, oh, that'd be cool. I want to try that. And so he got a guitar for Christmas Mm. when he was 11 years old and started taking lessons and he really loved it. I got him like this cheap guitar from like JC Penney's. Oh, <laughs> like, I love it. Oh my goodness. Because I wasn't convinced that he was actually going to do it. You know, right. so I didn't want to put a lot of money into something that I wasn't sure he was actually going to like. So mm-hmm. we started with that and he played that little guitar for years. And then, um, then he upgraded and just needed a bigger guitar because he was getting older. So he loved to play the guitar, but he also loved sports. So he was very much into, like, he played football, he played baseball. And then um, in the junior high, middle school grades, he moved on to basketball because he was tall. He was six feet tall when he was 14. Wow. So he was like the tallest kid in his class, right? So so he loved sports just as much as he loved music. Um, Maybe even a little more. Yeah. Until when he started the ninth grade, um, about, about it was November after he started the ninth grade, um, we found out that he had a tumor in his hip. Mm. He'd been hurting for a long time, yeah. you know, just kind of limping and like, oh, this isn't getting better. We went to therapy for a couple months. You know, we had an x-ray, didn't really see anything obvious. Mm-hmm. And then in November of 2009, we found out that he had um, osteosarcoma. He had bone cancer, which was not on our radar at all. Right. And um, because we just really don't have cancer in our family, it's not something that mm-hmm. I really thought I'd ever have to worry about. And then here, this healthy 14 year old boy yeah. um, got bone cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's really when our journey with cancer started. And thankfully, because Zach had such an equal love for music as he did sports, that's what he turned to then because wow. he couldn't run down the basketball court anymore. He couldn't, he couldn't engage in sports because he needed to have his hip removed. He needed it replaced. Yeah. And uh, of course the chemotherapy and all of that too. He, he just couldn't be part of that. So he turned to music and he would bring his guitar to the hospital and just strum on it. So it was something he could do even when he was feeling really sick. Or when he was hooked up to all the machines and he couldn't, you know, really walk down the hall, he could sit there and he could strum on that guitar. And then he ended up um, in high school, he ended up getting to be really close with um, a group of friends who were into making music. And so our house ended up kind of being the hub for that, which I loved. That is so special. Yeah, it was really cool. And he, he just had this amazing group of friends who all through high school, as he progressed in his disease, they didn't leave. They pulled in tighter. And I really admire and love them for that. Oh, Um, yeah. Because so often, especially with young people, you just don't have the the life experience or the skill set yet to know how to lean into something like that. Right. And um, his friends did it. And they did it in spades. They were here during some really hard, dark times. Wow. Um, and they, they brought music into his life. They gave him the safe space to really kind of explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just so grateful that yes. they allowed that to happen. 
That's what the church is all about. It's about community and keeping Christ at the center and being there in the hard seasons. You know, it says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And to have a community like that, like that would have inspired the socks off of me to see it from the outside. And so I can't imagine how much that it just iron sharpened iron during that season. And to be a young person, number one is just hard. <laughs> it's right. so hard. As, and I can't imagine fighting for your life, but also like, I just, when I see your story and I see the videos of him, I see this supernatural piece that truly does surpass all understanding. Is that just, was, was that Zach? Is that just how he is? Yeah, you know, there was there was a piece about Zach. So he he was kind of the one in our family. So we have four children. Mm -hmm. Zach was the third child. So we have Allie, who's the oldest, and then Sam, and then Zach, and then Grace. And Zach was kind of the um, the oil that kept us going smoothly. You know, yeah. he was the one that everybody connected with. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a relationship, a unique relationship with each of us. He was the one that would um, like, let's play a game or let's go do this. You know, the rest of us aren't so much like that. He was really the extrovert in our family. Yeah. Um, the rest of us aren't extroverts. <laughs> so Zach was the extrovert. So he had a, a, a part of his personality that was just, he was gregarious. He was, he was very um, charismatic. People were drawn to him and he loved people. Mm. Like he really, he was the kind of person that when you were with him, his friend and songwriting partner, Sammy Brown, she, she described him as um, when you were with him, when you were talking with him, you felt like you were the only one in the room, even if it was a crowded room full of people, because wow. he had a way of just engaging mm -hmm. and being interested. And I think it came from a genuine place of curiosity and interest in, in people. Yeah. And I think his disease and his battle, and then eventually like his fame mm -hmm. allowed him, he, he really recognized it as sort of a platform Mm -hmm. to just touch people's lives. So as, yes. as people, especially little ones, were responding to his song and like super excited about meeting him and stuff like that. I remember one time he was um, at a church. He was meeting with a youth group and this whole bunch of kids, they were like fifth graders um, and maybe even younger, knew who he was. They were excited that he was there. And so they were lining up to just, say hello to him and he, he said there was this this one little guy who just wanted to connect with him in some way and all he could blurt out to Zach was I have a brother you know like he was that's all he could come up with and Zach got in and I think it was actually Sammy who told me the story he said Zach just got down to his level and said I have a brother too isn't it great and so he was just really he understood that there was an appeal there that people wanted to connect with him. And he didn't really, he wasn't really interested in making it about himself, but he wanted to use it to just sort of touch lives. So that was kind of built into him. Yeah. Um, as you alluded to earlier, it wasn't easy. Like it, mm -hmm. it wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of questions. There's a lot that you ask God in your heart when yeah. you are 17 and you're dying, mm -hmm. you know, like the whys, 
why me? Is there something I did? Is it, you know, am I being punished? You know, those things just kind of naturally come up. So he had to work through those. Mm -hmm. And there were times when, you know, he, he was in a very dark, um, sad state where it was just really even hard to get out of bed in the morning. But he, I think through his community of friends, his family, and then just the larger, um, community in our church, Mm-hmm. I think through a, an enormous amount of prayer, he was able to, you know, be, be open to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and just let God do what he was going to do through Zach's story. Yeah. Because in this world, like we're guaranteed trouble. Like we are, we're in a mm-hmm. fallen world and, and we have to like admit that, you know, we have to realize this is our reality but I'm going to boast all the more gladly in my weakness because of how strong our God is. And was there a scripture or just something that you prayed a lot or talked to God about, or Zach talked to God about that, you know, really pulled you through because I would just love to know. Yeah. (laughs) There was actually, for me, I don't know about Zach. I, I think he, so one of the, One of the gospels actually that was really important to Zach and became very evident to him, it it was just an important, what he recognized through his struggle with cancer and then eventually the joy of seeing how he was able to share his talent with with people and how he was Mm -hmm. able to touch lives with it. Um, The gospel reading that was really important to him was the one about the talents, you know, how one buries them and then one invests a little bit and gets a little bit back and then the other invests a lot and gets a lot back and just the message of you know God is asking us to risk a little to get a lot yes and he was so good especially the last year of his life he was so good about living that out Mm. and so really his his sort of his mantra, the way he lived, so not necessarily a mantra, but just how he lived was Mm -hmm. if the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to take it. And so an example of that would be um, before clouds, Zach really didn't sing solo. It wasn't like, he didn't have a great voice. (laughs) It just wasn't his thing. I would hear him downstairs in the basement singing and playing the guitar. So he would be the one playing the guitar and then maybe singing some backup vocals for Sammy. Mm-hmm. But Sammy was the front man. Yeah. Zach wasn't. I would hear him down there just singing, you know, playing the guitar. And I was like, ooh, babe. I feel like I love him, but honey. Like he was close, but not quite. And, you know, when singing, it's important to hit the notes. Oh, God, no. So, <laughs> So we had an opportunity at a local radio station. Uh, we were asked to be part of a, a radiothon that was raising money for a Children's Cancer Research Fund, where wow. the Zach Sobiak Osteosarcoma Fund now lives. Mm-hmm. And um, he wanted to take that opportunity because he wanted to use his talent to help other kids. He wanted to use his story. And so we went in for that interview at the radio station at the studio and they knew that he played guitar so they asked him to bring the guitar and after we were done with the interview which was a really emotional interview because at this point we knew he was dying yeah um they asked if he'd like to record a song and sing it in the studio and zach was like yeah cool that'd be awesome and so we're walking to the studio and i'm like are you sure 
You're like, honey, are you sure you want auto tune? (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you, if you're nervous or you just don't want to do this, you don't have to do this, you know? And wow. And he stopped and he was on his crutches and he stopped and he looked down at me and he goes, mom, if I don't do this now, when am I ever going to get the opportunity to do this again? Praise God. Mm. Yeah. And when I look back, you know, when I kind of backtrack through all the things that had to happen in order for this story to do what it did, that was a key moment because if he hadn't done that, so what he ended up doing is singing a Jason Mraz song called I'm Yours Mm. and he did a good job. But when they mixed it with the interview, it was a little bit too upbeat. And so they asked him to record another song. And that's when clouds came along. And I was able to say, hey, how about this one? And then the radio station, the manager just heard it and said, hey, let's record this. Wow. And let's use it in the radio. Yeah. So it just kept going from there. So that moment of an opportunity that was presented to step out of a comfort zone. Yeah. To use your gifts. And that. really cool part I think is we all think especially now with the effects of social media and just kind of the tone of our whole world right now to to criticize and you know just be very critical of people what I loved about that opportunity was he wasn't polished he his voice wasn't necessarily his strong suit but yet God used that Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it kind of reminds me of like Moses stuttering yet. He's the leader, you know, it's, it's, it's all kind of, that's how God loves to do it with us because then it's our weakness that he Mm. can work through. It's not us. And we can very clearly see that. Yes. So, so for Zach, the gospel about the talents was important because he saw that play out in his own life and how important it was and how you can actually change people's lives. You can change the world if you choose to do that, take that risk, then hold it tight rather than bury that and not mm-hmm. take any risks. So wow. yeah, that's, that was what was important to him. That just and, inspires me. Yeah, I know. I know. He, that's, you know, I, I would, after Zach died, I went on to write um, Clouds a Memoir. Yeah. And I would have never done that had I not had the example that Zach had laid out for me. Wow. You know, because I, the only thing I'd ever written before that book was my Carrying Bridge, you know, updates, the blog that I was writing about Zach's battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a book. Right. You know, that was scary. So he was the one that gave me the courage to do that and step out. And then the book ended up being you know, the movie clouds is now based on my book. And so it just keeps going. And yeah, I mean, it's just been an incredible ride. And yeah, so fun to see how God just continues to use the story. For sure. And that's the thing, like he's more concerned with our availability Mm -hmm. over our ability. He says, Mm -hmm. just give me your time. I'll use you. Just give me your heart. I just want you. And like, that just inspires me so much because it's just, you're getting to see the miracles in every step of the journey. That doesn't mean it's been easy. My goodness, not at all. But God is so good. Because God is good, you can trust him. And because you trust him, you know that he's good. Right. And it's just so inspiring. 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know it is. And it just, it's so freeing too. Yes. Um, the other thing that we learned through the whole thing is just to be very um, detached. Mm. I think that's a really important thing that we've learned is in order for God to do the big things, we have to be more open-handed and less close-fisted mm -hmm. about our own plans for things. So, you know, this story has been able to travel the route that it has because people have been able to let go of, of things wow. being their own way. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is how we think it should go. So we've seen that happen too, where it just, it lands in a much better place. If we can say, well, my plan was to do this, but now I see it going this way. Okay, God, you know, mm -hmm. give me your wisdom, give me your grace and clarity to know the next step. Yes. And so we've been able to witness that too. And then also detachment plays into, you know, like how you survive something like losing a child you know, or finding peace as you're losing your life when you're very young or when it's unexpected, you know, there's, there's all these ways that we can block joy mm -hmm. and God's grace in our life through our own attachments to things. And we really learned that it, a lot of it is born in our, our detachment, our ability to really let go yeah, and let God come in. Um, and a lot of times we get in our way. You know, right. we get in our own way with that because we think it needs to go a certain way and it really doesn't, you know, God can. And, and one of the reasons that I wrote the book is because I wanted people to sort of see that in our story too. Mm -hmm. There's a documentary called my last days um, meet Zach Sobiak or meet that Zach Sobiak, my last days. I always forget. I always get that mixed up <laughs> um, about Zach and it was released before he died. And then it really went viral after he died. And wow. one of the things that I realized after hearing from people that had witnessed, had seen that documentary was, you know, they see this amazing kid and they think our family's amazing and which is great. I love to hear it. I'm glad they're inspired, but I also want them to know, no, there were hard parts. It was messy. It was, it was not an easy journey and we're human. And here's what that looked like. Yes. And that's an important story too, because that's where people can connect. You know, that's where they can see themselves in it. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing for people to witness as well. Yeah. If that's the whole testimony, you know, it's in those hard days and it's in the trial that God can just use it as a triumph for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his ways and his thoughts are so much higher and we probably may not understand on this side of heaven. And the fact that you're trusting him and saying, it's okay that I may not understand just mm -hmm. shows your heart that you are truly humble and submitting yourselves to just the authority of who God is and who he is to us as his children, that he still loves us. And he's, you know, it's hard for him too, to see our suffering. Like he doesn't want it to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that, that the second coming is coming and I know Zach is in heaven just dancing and playing the guitar and oh my stars. I just, I just really feel like that we would be best friends because I'm a songwriting major. <laughs> like that's what I do. And so when did my buddy Zach start writing songs? 
So he, you know, I encouraged him right away. Yeah. When he was diagnosed to experiment with maybe songwriting um, as a way of sort of processing what he was going through, but he just, he didn't think he could do it. Mm. And he didn't really start writing songs until after he was, um, after we'd run out of treatments and he was terminal. So Mm. it wasn't until he was probably 17 years old. Um, that he really started to write songs. And the first one that I came across, I mean, he kind of toyed with it with some friends, but it was nothing really deep or meaningful that was really coming from his heart. It was just more for fun. Yeah. But then after um, we found out he was terminal, I really wanted him to to be able to say the really hard things that need to be said when you are saying goodbye. Mm. I, and I really wanted... Um, I wanted him to have that opportunity before it became too late, which oftentimes happens because people are, sometimes are in just different places. And so the right time to say those hard things is never there, you know? Yeah. So I wanted him to sort of think about how he might want to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. So I asked him to think about writing letters, you mm-hmm. know, to each of his siblings, his friends, to his parents, you know, just say those things that sometimes are hard to say and he liked that idea he wanted to give it a try and he did he tried to write letters and I'd check in with him every so often and say how's it going he goes I just not I'm not able to say it the way I want to like it's not coming out the way I, I need it to and I'm like all right well just you know pray about it and just keep trying and he said okay and I just kind of left it alone and then about a month after his senior year started I was downstairs um he would hang out down in the basement with his friends and I was just kind of going through his mess and cleaning up a little bit and I ran across a folded up uh, sheet of notebook paper that had the the lyrics to clouds written out and as I read through it I realized that that was that's how he was going to do it that's how he was going to say goodbye. And then when he got home that afternoon, I asked him, like, did you write this? And he goes, yeah, I recorded it too. And he pulled out his phone and he played it for me. And that was the first time that I, I heard this on clouds. Wow. Yeah. And then it just went from there. Um, I got goosebumps. Then he continued writing after that. That was kind of, the floodgate just kind of opened. And then he and he was writing songs. He and Sammy were writing songs together. And most of them have an undertone of goodbye Mm. in them some of them are just fun um but they wrote a lot and we're super excited because they're all pretty much i think all of them are in the movie that's amazing that's yeah so so the whole soundtrack yeah and then sammy wrote a song um called purple pink she wrote it last year on the anniversary of zach's death wow um she'd really had a hard time after zach died with that creative, you know, writing that she used to do with him, finding that space again in herself. And it just kind of flowed out of her. And so that's in the movie too. It's at the very end during the end credits and such a beautiful song. It's, um, it's her invitation to Zach to float through the purple pink sunset, um, to visit her in her dreams. You know, and it's just, yeah, I mean, she just really articulates so well Mm. what we all feel. Like, just come visit me in my dreams. I want to see you, you know, and 
Yeah, so so that's in it. And another song she wrote called How to Go to Confession it has just the, oh. a great <laughs> spot in the middle of the movie that oh. Sabrina Carpenter does a fabulous job singing. And it's just, it's a great movie with great music. <laughs> yes. Oh, Miss Laura, I cannot wait. It comes out when? October 6th? October 16th. 16th. Okay on Disney Plus. Um, it'll be available for streaming. And then they're also working on a behind the scenes wow. set of episodes. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's, I think it's called Behind the Clouds. Mm. And it's interviews with each of us about what oh. the process has been like. And then it's also footage that people haven't seen before of um so justin baldoni is the director of the movie but he was also yes. the producer and director of the my last days episode so he knew zach wow yeah and so he's got a lot of footage from um that time he spent with us mm-hmm. of zach so i think they'll be using some of that and then just yeah it's, it's gonna be i can't wait to see it i haven't I seen any of it wait. yet <laughs> oh and that was something i was gonna ask you because i saw that justin baldoni was directing the film and i just love everything he does and he's just an amazing humble humble man um and i just think it's incredible that he got to to meet zach and know him and so mm-hmm. then when the execution of the film came that just makes it all the more powerful because he he knew the heart of zach he did yeah and so did he meet best. through that through the my last days yeah, that's where he met Zach. Wow. And our whole family. Mm. Um, he saw the Clouds video, so the Clouds music video, the song video. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was already doing this series called My Last Days. And it's all, it focuses on people who are living their last days of life with joy. Mm. And he just felt like Zach personified that. So he reached out to our family to see if we would be interested in so we invited him to come with his crew. There were eight of them. They came and stayed with our family for five days. Wow. And yeah, and it was just, it was three months before Zach died that they spent time with us. So it was wow. a, you know, it was a short friendship because he came at the end of Zach's life, but it was a powerful one. And he really credits Zach um, with changing his life. And those are his words. Oh. He, um, Wow. He went back home and he proposed to his girlfriend because Zach inspired that in him and, you know, just really changed the trajectory of his life. And um, yeah, he gives Zach a lot of credit for that. So. Oh, Miss Laura, that's, that's what it's all about. It's just this chain reaction of the Lord's goodness and kindness. And if we're willing to be obedient and walk it out, like it makes me cry. Like, cause we'll, we'll never, we'll never regret being obedient to him. Mm-hmm. And Zach was so obedient and through his melodies, like that'll be here past both of our lives combined. And, and that's the power yeah. that this holds. And I'm so excited. I have the book right here. And I cannot wait to read it before bed tonight. <laughs> And oh my stars. I just, oh, you'll have fun reading the epilogue too. So that's, so the Clouds of Memoir is, so I wrote a book called Fly a Little Higher right after Zach died. And that's, it's the same book. It's just the movie tie-in edition with an updated epilogue. So there's all these fabulous stories in there about how we've seen Zach show up in our lives. Like wow. he's still so 
I'm so grateful that God allows that to yes. happen sometimes. It's not often, but sometimes it does happen and it's pretty powerful. Um, and then there's pictures in there of the filming of clouds. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a director's note from Justin about how Zach has shown up in, in the process of making the movie too. It's been wow. pretty incredible. So, so many great stories and, and such a beautiful golden thread of God's handiwork and all of it. Oh, you are an amazing woman that I'm just mm -hmm. so inspired by. And you're an amazing mother, an amazing oh, friend. You and sister in Christ. Like, I just want to hug you through this Zoom call <laughs> so bad. Oh my stars. I have one more question for you. Sure. Oh, do you have a favorite lyric? Oh, I do. So Zach's song aims, and I'm totally going to butcher this because it's like taking a test and you're like, oh, what's, what, how does it go again? No, I totally get it. I mess up my own lyrics all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my favorite song of his is called Ames mm. and it, it's in the movie. And he, it, he was writing it in the car as he was traveling south from Minnesota. They were driving through like an ice storm to Kansas City with, he was with his girlfriend, Amy's family. And he was writing a song and they were traveling through Ames, Iowa, as he was writing it. And at the time of year that it was, it was November. I think it was October, November. And so the leaves were coming off the trees and he writes, the way he wrote about that was the trees have all cut their hair. And I thought that is so clever because that's what it looks like. It looks like they all just cut their hair and I they're bald now. That. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that so fun? That's something I love about songwriting that I've learned. It's something I've learned about the Lord is he has a song in all of our hearts that only our eyes and our hearts can sing. Mm -hmm. And that's so beautiful because that's how we can just see the world through other people's lenses that bring us close to our father. And so oh, I can't wait to hear that song. <laughs> It's all on Spotify or you can download it. And the cool thing about Zach's music too, is we've been able to use it. All the proceeds from his music goes directly to his fund, the Zach Soviak Osteosarcoma Fund. And a hundred percent of it goes right to research. Wow. So we've wow. been, we've been able to raise over $2 million for research. Mm. And that's from donations and from the music and just a bunch of people, community effort worldwide helping us to do this work. So that's, that's what we're really hoping ends up being a huge part of Zach's legacy is that a child diagnosed with osteosarcoma in the future isn't going to have to face death mm -hmm. or the really, really harsh treatments that they have to use right now just to yeah. keep a child alive. Mm. So that's our hope. Yes. And I will be joining you in that prayer. And I know all of our friends listening will be also praying with us because that is just so powerful. And the Lord's going to do immeasurably more with this movie, with this book, with your story. And that's the thing. You're so right. Like you're a normal family. Mm -hmm. You're a normal, normal family, but our God does such extraordinary things. And we just got to give them all that glory and we'll be all in the clouds one day. And I just can't wait. And so October 16th, right? October 16th. Yep. It'll be streaming on Disney Plus. I will be having a watch party at my house. <laughs> Great. Join Zach's movement. If you Google Zach's movement, you can host a watch party and you can help us do some fundraising. 
Yeah. Well, perfect. I would love to do that. Okay, Miss Laura, is there a website or anything I need to be checking out? You just out? go to Children's Cancer Research Fund. Mm-hmm. And then the, all the information is right there on the website. There's a Join Zach's Movement button. You can click that. And there's all sorts of ways that you can engage people with whatever you want to do, either host a book club. So there's the book part, there's the watch party. And from what we understand, Disney Plus is going to be hosting a clouds choir. So we're going to have some kind of virtual event where people sing clouds together. And mm. we don't know what that's going to look like yet, but we're super excited about it. And it's probably going to happen sometime late October or November. So keep oh. your eyes on the page. We'll be updating it. Oh, yes, I sure will. And I hope, okay, friends, did you hear that? Because we got to have a watch party. We got to have book clubs, like all the things, because we got to learn from our brother in Christ. Like we have so much to learn from each other. And I'm just so excited and I'm so thankful for you. And oh, thank you for hanging out with me today, Miss Laura. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear what your favorite part was. You can leave us a review here or send me a message on Instagram at I am Georgia Brown. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. More pep talks, words of wisdom, and fun conversations are headed your way soon.